Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Take care of your family. Uh, hope you're staying safe. In the meantime, you have Cascade Hoops Talk to listen to. Today we have Brevin Slope. He's a sharpshooting guard from Concordia, uh, Nebraska in the in the G-Pack. Uh, Brevin hit 91 threes this season. He shot the long ball at 40%. In his All-American honorable mention career, Brevin scored more than 1,200 points and dished 250 assists. He also, he and his teammates terrorized the G-Pack late in the season. They won their last seven games against G-Pack opponents, and the streak was capped off by a stunning upset of Dakota Wesleyan at the Corn Palace. Uh, welcome, Brevin. I'm really glad to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Brevin, you played, I'm assuming you grew up in Seward. You played high school ball there. Yep, that's correct. I've lived in Seward all 22 years of my life. Um, grew up here. Went, did, did my early school in here in Seward, then went on to Seward High School, and then had a, had a pretty successful career at Seward High School. So, yeah, you scored over a thousand points in your high school career. You were, you know, a local hoop star, and then you uh, made the decision to stay at home and go to school at Concordia. Can you talk about what drove that decision to go to Concordia? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, a lot of people know I love, love the town of Seward, my hometown of Seward. So I mean, that obviously played a big big role in the in going to Concordia um I I just had a great connection with the coaches right from the bat when they started recruiting me throughout my high school career um I really felt like um they believed in me and really saw a good fit at Concordia so I knew I'd have a lot of opportunity at Concordia probably the biggest factor going into it though was just the whole um faith aspect of the Concordia um just being able to grow spiritually in in every aspect of life I mean you got teachers all faculty members coaches I mean, relationship with Jesus Christ is really, really important at Concordia, and I feel like I really grew um, spiritually in my time at Concordia. So, so it was a good fit for you personally, uh, for your faith, and also for basketball. It was really kind of a, a triple threat for you. Then it sounds like. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, for sure. Um, and just looking back at my four years, I it, I it was everything I ever ever dreamed it would be. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So. Well, as I said, you had an excellent career there. You scored well over 1,000 points, actually over 1,200. Uh, this year, your senior season, it was a little little bit up and down. Let's just talk our way through the season, if that works for you. Uh, yep. you, you started out 5-0, and and then you had uh, you beat Midland first game of the, the G-Pack, and then Briarcliff came to town. Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah, very, very well. I mean, like you said, we were – we were playing pretty well, five and zero. Won our first GPAC conference game against Midland to get things rolling off. Then Briarcliff came to town, and I mean we played. It was just it was just a really good battle between both teams, but they ended up hitting a three point basket at the buzzer to beat us. We were up by two. They hit a three in the corner to win it. So it was it was obviously a really heartbreaking loss. You know that game really really had to sting and. Again, just looking at it from afar, that that seemed to to knock you guys off balance just a little bit. You went over to, or you played Doan and you beat him in overtime, uh, and then you had in the G Pack just a, a brutal next three games. You had to play Dakota Wesleyan at full strength. Then you traveled to Morningside and uh, you had him. <laughs> Talk about that Morningside side game before Christmas. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you said. Um... It was a tough one to swallow. I mean, we were up the. I think we led basically the whole entire game, and we ended up fouling with like six seconds or so. And they hit hit two free throws to go by one, 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a heartbreaker. I mean, they were the number one team at the time, hadn't lost yet at their place. I mean, it was it – was, I mean, we played really, really well. They played, played really well. So it was, it, was a, it was a great battle. And I think, I mean, even coming out with the loss, I think that really gave us confidence kind of knowing what we could do and um, just obviously competing with the best team in the country. So that was a, that was a big confidence booster, even though we didn't get the, get the win. But – well, in that game, uh, you and Carter Kent specifically, especially in the first half, it, it uh, you guys could have could it seemed like you couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really had Morningside on their heels. You know, I have a question about that. So, I, I got to watch your team uh, a few times play. How important was Chul, Chul Beal to uh, you and uh, Tanner and Carter to be able to uh, shoot from the outside because he could tie up so much in the middle. Oh, for sure. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Chul because, I mean, he he's one of those glue guys that doesn't get a lot of recognition, but he impacts the game, I mean, just so many different ways. I mean, like you said, um, just like setting screens, getting guys open. He's unselfish on offense. He's not – He's not. I mean, there's no plays being drawn up for him, but he's just doing the dirty, dirty work, getting, like, offensive putbacks, setting screen for guys. And, I mean, on defense, he just, just makes a big impact defensively. I mean, just – protecting the rim, rebounding. I mean, it's 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 a nice assurance when you're out guarding on the perimeter and you know you got Chol behind you because you know he's going to um, protect the rim pretty well for us. So, uh, like I said, he he played a huge role throughout the year. I mean, just doing dirty work and didn't really get the recognition he deserved. But, no, he, he was a big, big impact for our team for sure. Well, Brevin, that's why I wanted to ask you about him because the times I watch, obviously uh, you and Tanner and Carter just shoot the heck out of the ball. And, you know, you, you get a lot of recognition for it, and rightfully so. But you you wouldn't be able to do that if people didn't have to worry about uh, Chul Bill underneath, and then also he pulls down the. Re- Sometimes the best pass in basketball is a missed three pointer, you know, because they could go yep. so wild. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, I thought he was a big part of your team. Yeah, uh, you know, after after that loss at Morningside, then you went over to Mount Marty, and before you talk about that game, at that point, I think that was mid December, had. Mm-hmm. People kind of figured out that Mount Marty wasn't the old Mount Marty yet. Did did you guys know what to expect when you played them? Oh, I mean, I think I think so. I think we did know how good they were. I mean, we seen. I mean, I think I think they went and beat Dakota Wesleyan before they played or something. That made a really good team. I mean, they were undefeated, I believe, when we went and played them. So I knew we we knew what we were getting into. I mean, like just getting into that game a little bit. We that was probably the worst, probably one of the worst games we played all year. Probably one of the worst games of my time at Concordia, just playing in four years. Um, I mean, credit to them. They, I think they broke their school record from the three-point line, so, I mean, they shot lights out. And I mean, we just didn't play very well. So, but, but hats off to them. They played great. But, yeah, that was, that was definitely a tough loss for us, especially so, coming off that Morningside game. I mean, when we played so well, and then following it up with that, it was, it was tough. But Brevin, when you say you didn't play so well, do you mean just uh... – a shooting or was it just a, a low energy what do you what do you mean when not play well yeah i mean by team we had a lot of turnovers i mean just okay. a lot of forced quick shots just just stuff like that so i mean so we knew i mean i think the energy was okay but i mean just we had to, we knew we knew we weren't as bad as that as that game showed i mean that's like turnovers and stuff like that you know you can clean that yeah, stuff up so absolutely but so you you lose to mount marty and all of a sudden <laughs> All of a sudden, you're two and four in conference. So, yeah. what was the mood of the team going into those uh, non-conference, the Christmas non-conference games? What was the mood of your team? Um, I think, uh, like, like you said, just I mean, kind of starting off rough in the conference. I think we 
we knew we could compete with some of these non-conference teams that we were playing up in Hawaii. And, I mean, we lost to Mid-American Nazarene. Uh, they're a really solid team. I mean, we, we played pretty well. They they beat us at, at, towards the end of the game. I think we were up that whole game. And then we played Menlo, another really good team, and ended up, ended up beating them. But, yeah, I mean, I think that was a big confidence booster. I mean, just beating Menlo and kind of getting back on the, in the win column. But, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was just, it, was just, it was just nice um, to get away from a couple conference games, play some non-conference games. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I was going to ask you about that because you, you mentioned Menlo. They're, they're a good team. And then yeah. you also – you went back home before you got back into GPAC play. You beat Peru State, another NAID one school. So you had a couple of yeah. big, big wins there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the Menlo one was huge. And then, like you said, the Peru State. We, Peru State, we, I mean, we, we shot really, really well. Um, that, was, that was a good just overall team. Win. Like you said, Peru's, Peru's a really solid team. And that's kind, of a, that's a kind of a trap game. I mean, coming off a Christmas trip, back, back. Not, I mean, I, I remember that game really well. There was hardly anybody in the crowd. I mean, so we had to create a lot of our energy that, that night. And we ended up playing really, really well. So that was, that was, that was definitely a big win for us. Yeah, those home games when the students are gone, those sometimes can be a bit quiet, can't they? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you, you, the reason I want to ask you that is because you came off that those two big non-conference <laughs> wins, and then you won uh, 10 out of 11 after Christmas. You did drop one against Morningside, but they were really on a roll. But you won 10 out of 11. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just generally talk about that streak. Uh, how good did you feel about the season at that point? You guys were on a roll. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, I mean, everybody was feeling really well. I mean, like like I said before, we we kind of, we knew how good of a team we were, and we knew we could play with. I mean, anybody really in the country. So yeah, we just kept rolling. I mean, we was just the the nice thing was we were just. I felt like we were so balanced this year with the guys just doing multiple things, I mean, scoring, just all kinds of all kinds of things. We were just really balanced as a team, and and that really helped us. Um, on that win streak for sure. So in the in the middle of that win streak, uh, you you had lost uh, at home to Briarcliff, but you got the chance to go to the cliff, and yep. uh, they had you by three at half. Uh, yep. But Brevin, you scored twenty eight points in that game. Uh, how determined were you to uh, redeem that loss against Briarcliff? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, that was definitely a big game. I mean, just like you said, losing losing that game early on in the year on a buzzer beater especially. And it was, um, yeah, we were all excited to, to play that night. But it, it was, it was, it, I, was, I really remember that game really well because that was a special night for me. That was actually the night I went over 1,000 points. I was actually 27 points away from 1,000 that night and ended up getting 28. So that, that was really special. But, I mean, just overall as a team, we played we played really well. And, I mean, Briarcliff is another tough place in the conference scope and play and win. So that was definitely, that was definitely a big momentum boost for us. Oh, Brevin, how sweet was that? You go to Briarcliff, which, like you say, is a tough place, and yep. you you end up breaking a thousand points there. So I got a question for you: Did they give you the game ball? I I did not I did not get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get the ball. So I guess that was one bad thing about doing it away from home. But I, yeah, I did not get the ball that night. Oh, I was just curious how generous they were with it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So uh, toward the end of the GPAC season. There was a big game at Jamestown. Uh, they had you by 13 at half. Yep. Uh, and you fought your way back to uh, get to overtime. Uh, big mm-hmm. game. That thing propelled you into the playoffs. Tell us tell us about that game. 
Yeah, no, that was honestly, I mean, probably one of the top most fun games we played all year, I would say. I mean, like you said, we were down by 13 and a half. I think early in the second half, we were down as many as by 18, I think. We had down by 18. And honestly, I mean, being down by 13 and a half, I still felt like I remember it really vividly. I mean, in the locker room, I mean, there was just a lot of confidence in the locker room still being down 13 and a half. I remember that. I mean, we knew, I, I had a really good feeling about we were going to come out. I mean, come back and it was, it was just a really special special i mean we and we started going on a run second half and then once we got it to overtime i mean we knew we were going to win that i mean we, we i mean just had all the confidence all the momentum in the world and it was it was definitely a huge huge win because winning that game that allowed us to host the first round in the conference tournament so there was a lot of there's a lot of weight on that game and we knew that too so it was definitely definitely a big win for us yeah, you ended up pretty much take. Yeah, uh, you won by quite. A, you ended up winning by by uh, nine in overtime. Yep. So in the in the uh, tournament, you started with uh, Northwestern, right? Yep, correct, correct. And then you you beat them by ten, eleven actually, and then you you beat Hastings, and you had to be a little bit nervous about that Hastings game because they had mm-hmm. just come off a, a huge victory at Morningside. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But you ended up beating them by ten, and that set the mm-hmm. stage. You went to the Corn Palace, and everybody in the world, including yours truly, Billy D, said that <laughs> the Corn Palace is going to be too much for Concordia. <laughs> I mean, you got to talk. Number one, talk about playing in the Corn Palace, playing against Ty Hoagland, uh, and then coming out of there victorious. What an amazing, amazing uh, way to top off your GPAC career. No, absolutely. I mean, that was probably definitely probably the most fun game I've had in my career before, honestly. Um, like you said, just the Corn Palace, it was just an amazing atmosphere. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm sure you're aware, but people that don't know, they they just live and die Dakota Wesleyan basketball up there. So I mean, you got fans packed in there. It was just it was an amazing amazing night. And like you talked about, Ty Hoagland, um, his last game ever at the Corn Palace, he knew he'd come out guns blazing he, he had a heck of a game he had a heck of a career um props to him on his amazing career but yeah it was just a, just an unbelievable night at the corn palace i mean we were talking about it um before the game i mean it would have been awesome to have a to host the gpac championship game but but where else better spot to play than, than the corn palace because i mean they're they're the, the atmosphere was just absolutely elect, electric the building was shaking throughout the game it, it, was, it was just a lot of fun so it was it was a special 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 night well, I got to paraphrase something Hoagland said about Kyle Mangus. Uh, oof, da, that's a big boy win. <laughs> that was uh, that's funny. And I'll, I'll apologize to uh, all apologies to you, Ty. But uh, uh, <laughs> got to give Concordia props. That was a huge win. So that you weren't gonna, you were. That was the only way you were gonna get a ticket to the tournament. You had yep, to win yep. that game. Yeah. Uh, so yep. you uh, prepare for the tournament. You draw seven seed. That was a low seed for the way you guys were playing. You yep. know, it, it just all falls out, and I don't know exactly everything that goes into it. But mm-hmm. you got uh, matched up with Ottawa, and I got to tell you, I did pick Concordia. So every, mm-hmm. everybody in Seward just don't don't. <laughs> but I did pick Concordia in that game. So what were when you guys started to prep for Ottawa? How did you feel about going into that matchup? Um, honestly. I think everybody was feeling really confident going in. I mean, like, like I tell, I tell a lot of people, just playing in the G Pack, 
I feel I I honestly do. I mean, I'm biased saying this, but I believe the GPAC is the best conference in the country. I feel like I mean, if not if not one of the best. I mean, but yeah. So I just playing just playing night and night night in night out against GPAC teams. I feel like that really prepares you for for team the best teams around the country. So I mean, going in, I think we were really confident, especially just going off the run we went on to end the conference here. I think everybody was really confident going into the game. I'm trying to remember how the game laid out. You were up, you were up late. And then uh, the, I thought, I thought that their quickness and athleticism, they seemed to really turn it up in the last two minutes, minute and a half. Uh, They really gave you trouble. Yeah. No, yeah. We were up by 12 with six minutes to go and they started to press us and we just had some uncanny turnovers and which led to a lot of easy layups for them, easy baskets. And they, they, like, yeah, like you said, I think just their athleticism, their quickness, um, that just put a lot of pressure on us, for sure. But yeah, you had a hard, you had a you seemed to have a hard time regrouping uh, after the first couple of turnovers, and then uh, Daryl Bowie, you know, heck of a basketball player. Yeah, for sure, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think he hit a no, no, no. He didn't. Uh, the other guy hit a three late to kind of ice it, but that yeah. that had to be that had to be pretty disappointing. But you you must have been really proud of your effort as a seven seed and. Uh, playing nose to nose with Otto all the way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we knew going in how good Otto was. I mean, I think they were ranked fifth in the country going into that game. So, I mean, we had obviously had a lot of respect for them. We knew we knew they'd be really good and they and they like like hats off to them. I mean they had they played a they played a great especially great second half. Um and they they pulled it out. But yeah, credit to them. They they're definitely a great team. So Brevin, you, you grew up there in Seward, you played your high school ball in Seward, you played your college ball in Seward. What are I know I'm putting you on the spot here. We didn't talk about this before, but are there two or three moments that you'll just absolutely never forget in all, all your basketball time at at Seward? Um, I think in terms of my high school career, probably just getting to a thousand points and becoming the all-time leading scorer at Seward High School. I mean, it's, no one had ever scored a thousand points at Seward High School, so to be the first person ever to do that, that was obviously something really special. And then in terms of college, I mean, it's 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 got to be just, just just this whole season as a whole. But definitely, I would say the win at the Corn Toss. I mean, that was just just an unbelievable night to win win the conference for the first time in 15 years for Concordia. I mean, it was just just really special. And just like I said before, the Corn Toss atmosphere just just unbelievable. So I would say definitely those are probably my two favorite two favorite moments for sure. Well, I think it's safe to say people in Seward will not forget uh, your exploits on the hardwood for many, many years. So, what's what's your plan now? Yeah, are you are you about to graduate? Yep. No. Yeah, I'm on pace to graduate here, and then I got a degree in business administration, and I come from kind of a farming background, so I think I kind of want to do something involved in agriculture. So I don't know exactly what yet, but I, I think I definitely want to end up doing something in the ag field so so are, are you guys doing like a lot of other school spring spring uh classes will pretty much be online yep correct yeah we got fully shut i mean concordia is fully shut down we're all online now for the rest of the semester so it's definitely definitely an adjustment but it's an adjustment for everybody but so yeah i mean it's kind of unfortunate to to end my senior senior year like this but we're making making do so well brevin i I really appreciate uh, you coming on, and uh, you had a great career there, and uh, you should be really proud of it. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much for being on. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.